Godspeed. <laughs> I started recording right when you said that. <laughs> Do you want to start it over again? Okay, no, this, is perfect. this is perfect. This is perfect. And welcome. All right. Welcome to the underpaid and underqualified podcast show with uh, Vince and Ja here. Uh, sorry for the short hiatus. I don't remember how long it was, maybe like three or four weeks. But anyways, we were just kind of reconvening, taking a quick break. Basically, we were just busy with our lives, all that good stuff. Jaws being nice, we were really sick of each other. We went through a really exhausting rehab program to finally get back on good terms. But I think we're at a good place right now. What do you think, Jaw? Couples therapy was wonderful. Uh, we must have been a different one because I remember it being hell. Um, it was perfectly wonderful if you were completely plastered the entire See, time. See, this is the exactly this is the problem, Jaw. You don't listen to me, you just get drunk, and this is this is our issue. Mm, just feel vodka. like I'm not being heard. Is that what you're drinking now? Yes. Nice. Best way to start a podcast. No, I'm, not, I'm just drinking water. Oh, wait, were you uh, able to hear me take a sip? Yeah. Oh, wow, this mic is great. <laughs> yeah, we just had like 10 minutes of technical difficulties before this call, but now it sounds okay. All right, cool. Now it's picking up all the wonderful noises. <laughs> yeah, I don't do anything too private there. Um, yeah, you know how long, you know how we know it's been a while since our last episode? Actually, how? I binged three shows. <laughs> Oh and they gosh. weren't like from start to finish and they weren't like short shows like we're talking have you heard the show shameless yes but i don't know what's it about it's basically do you know william h macy the guy from fargo um no i can't say i, I do know this person now if you look him up i bet you'd recognize him but he's he's a pretty famous actor he's like more of a dramatic older actor but basically he's just an absolute drunk it basically just portrays poor people in Southside chicago and it's a comedy and just the most fucked up like dark stuff happens to them but they just shake it off and it's just a very dark comedy with like a hey we're poor but we have a good time fuck it shit happens we get through it you know family you know kind of vibe and uh that each episode is almost like 50 minutes a piece and there's 11 seasons each at 12 episodes and i binge that entire thing in three weeks that's how you know it's been a long time since we did an episode. Wait, I'm curious about the other two shows now. Uh, one was Loki, which isn't too hard to binge. That's only six episodes, and like, I mean, it came out like weekly kind of thing. Like, it's easy to pace yourself. I think the last time we did an episode was like the day before I saw the first episode, so maybe six weeks. I don't know if that checks out, but uh, yeah, Loki was easy to binge, and then the other show, I take um, well, I guess there's three shows. <laughs> Four shows, technically. The Exorcist. Do you ever watch that? As a TV show? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, based on the movie. I think you might actually like it. It's a really underrated gem. I didn't expect much because I didn't hear much about it. But uh, it, you know how Hannibal, uh, the vibe of Hannibal, a lot of people really liked it because it was kind of true to the source material and kind of expanded upon it. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that with the same thing here. I think they kind of expand upon it in a cool way and add some different mythology because you've seen The Exorcist, I'm sure, right? some iteration there's been like so many different remakes of this and that at this point that i don't know what i've seen did you see the original um like back in the old days and then like 70s parts of it okay well basically yeah this is one in the 70s if you've seen the one in the 70s that's the original uh but yeah this show's only two seasons but i'm on season four better call saul and we'll probably finish season five <laughs> like tomorrow or saturday so four shows almost entirely binged by the time we did our last episode yeah, fair enough well you know what you've been making the most of it then yeah it's nice to have i have tv on the background working from home i 
I don't know why I didn't figure this out earlier, but I can binge so much easier if I just have TV in the background while I'm working. Yeah, so I actually can't do that. So like I thought about like having, if I'm behind something to catch up uh, by playing in the background, that doesn't work for me because I get distracted or I have to reread the same line. So I end up pausing. And to me, it's, oh, I can't, there's no point in restarting it anymore. So yeah, that's kind of like the impasse that I'm at. Yeah, I guess my job, I don't really have to read too many critical things. Like if I really have to focus, I'll pause the show. But a lot of it is just kind of math. And math was always the one homework I could listen to music with, you know, or like a podcast. That's a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. So not too bad. But uh, as your five, six months, years, whatever it's been, Benja. <laughs> I think it's definitely been a little bit busy with a lot of different things kind of opening up. So I haven't been like out and about. And I haven't been traveling like some people have where. I probably should have during that brief window from like April to June to travel. Now I'm kind of afraid to travel again for other reasons. Well, basically main reason COVID. Um, the Delta. Oh, uh, it's, it's actually pretty bad. Well, yeah. Time will tell there. I'm a little, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've heard some people say it's more contagious, but it's not more deadly. And Fauci still is clinging to the idea that if you have the two vaccines or not idea, the scientific, um, I don't know what you call it. Scientific statement that if you have both vaccines, you're fine. You don't need a boost or anything. So good enough for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I've been reading like a lot of cases. So like a lot of new terms have been kind of popping up because of COVID. So one was like long hauler people facing a side effects or like post like symptoms after COVID, after having a quote unquote clean bill of health. New term that I'm seeing now is called breakthrough cases, meaning that people who are vaccinated are getting uh covid and so like i mean for the most part people are fine but then like there's one that made like headlines where somebody decided to like take off his mask in vegas because most people really aren't wearing masks in vegas and day clubs and everything that's still like basically full capacity now Mm -hmm. um he came back home got his whole family sick and he's got two small children so like still a thing still a lot of things to kind of be worried about but i mean anyways so yeah, so during this time, um, I've been just seeing people in person. So it's been a lot of that. Um, and so a lot of people, it's, oh, we're seeing in person, catching up. And it's kind of nice. At the same time, I kind of miss um, sheltering in place where I did have more time to myself to do things. Yeah, introvert's paradise. It was. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. How about you? I mean, you just binge watch a ton of TV shows, right? <laughs> or like, was there anything else like you went out, especially with like things opening up? Well, yeah, I, I kind of a mix of both. I think for the past couple of weeks, I've been binging more, but I did uh, manage to go skydiving. <laughs> did oh, I, talk I saw about that, that, yeah. Yeah. So so you didn't talk cool. about it, but I did see it. Yeah, 15,000 feet. That was uh, That was cool. Nobody prepares you for, I don't know if other people feel this way, but it's hard to breathe <laughs> when you're like, just because like when you're actually doing the free fall, the air is it's like you're being suffocated with air almost. And it's like like your ears are popping and like so much pressure and it's like coming all at your eyes if you don't have like glasses or or goggles or anything like that. So uh, that's the only part I wasn't prepared about. But uh, otherwise, pretty cool experience. They uh, the people the place that I went to, the people like really hype you up constantly They're like, yeah, we're going to do this yet. Yeah. Like so when you're nervous. It's almost like it almost works. I almost wonder if they do it on purpose to purposely try to make you less nervous because like because you're trying to match their enthusiasm and also be stoked to do it. Like you're kind of psychosomatically like convincing yourself out of the nervousness, if that makes sense, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty cool experience. Glad I did it. Uh, I'm supposed to go bungee jumping next month. So, uh, that's, uh, I guess those are the two big plans right now. But as far as traveling, uh, it's funny because I was actually, <laughs> all my traveling plans are like in August pretty much. So, I'm just kind of like on pins and needles, like, God damn it, this Delta thing. Like, this is, if, if, it came to a head it's possible that you know something could change in august right when i was supposed to travel and i'm just like holding out like god can we just wait till like september at least if something does happen you know so yeah we'll see yep good times good times oh like did you're you really hear- distracted <laughs> well like no it's, it's it's it sucks that it's like because that's where it's like it's hard to kind of plan for her head so like i know a family that they were hoping to go to disneyland and was it june but then uh they had to postpone it and now with a Delta variant going rampant around, to them it's okay. We're, we're gonna have to cancel Disneyland again, so it's eh. it's disheartening. It's, it's not a little cool. disheartening. Yeah. That said, oh, so are you familiar with Emo Night? Uh, yeah, you went to it a few times. Yeah, I think you talked I about it on this podcast. Yeah, so there's a lot of like kind of like different circuits, I guess. So there's like Emo Night New York or something, Emo Night LA. I think that's the originator, and emo night la i think they're doing a whole vegas bit and so it's three days three nights of like their version they're like emo night like basically like day club nightclub what everything hmm. and it's all Wait, in person it's, it's like, in vegas or it's in vegas okay so yeah so then my friend sent it to me and i'm like this is the dumbest idea ever <laughs> but you want to go i don't want to go yeah i'm not gonna lie about that <laughs> but like i'm not i'm i won't be going but it's because of the delta variant or just money oh no like i just don't trust people in vegas they like you don't trust people in vegas in general like even if covid wasn't a thing or just because because covid is a thing Ah, okay so like i Ah. i I talked to some people that went to vegas and he straight up told me like i'm never going like he goes like vegas like every quarter kind of thing like because he loves vegas Mm -hmm. and then after he came back most recently like uh like may or something i forgot he, he was telling me, yeah, I'm never going back until COVID is, isn't a thing anymore. He might never go back, period, then. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> At least maybe COVID will be quieted down eventually. It'll just be like uh, f- the flu. Everyone gets their flu shot every year. It could be something like that. But yeah, uh, I think like if everybody does get vaccinated, it, it can be like just another flu. Like at that point, we can say that. Until yeah. then. Uh, until then. I just feel like, yeah, it's very TBD right now, which sucks, but I don't know the thing like it was, it was such a good for like July and June. I'm sorry, not July uh, for like May and June. Like I started noticing all the bands that had like shows planned in 2020. Like you started getting their like rescheduled dates confirmed and you know, like black widow, the movie that got postponed, what like three times. And now it finally came out in theaters. So like all this stuff is like starting to be a good sign. Um, and like a lot of the shows that I had booked are like starting to come close, like August, like I'm seeing rise against then a bunch of other shows and like, uh, Megadeth trivium, you know, other concerts coming up. But, uh, so that's like cool to see that all those things are coming up and they're confirmed, but I got to say there was, uh, you know, the band Deftones. Mm, you heard of them. Yes. Yeah. They're the first band I've seen that, uh, has like had stuff planned for late 2021, but then made a statement that they're postponing because they still think there's uncertainty. And dude, I just felt like there was just a black shadow cast of just like, like anxiety, nervousness, and just like, Oh God, it's coming back. Oh no. Like, I hope this is just the band being way too paranoid. And it's a, you know, an isolated incident, not like global to every band. Like this isn't a thing we see more and more, you know, like in this Delta variant, well, just fuck off, you know? 
have you heard of what happened to Foo Fighters lately? Yeah, somebody in their uh, like uh, bands or the crew or whatever got COVID, so they postponed the show, right? Yeah, so pretty much it's literally what you just said. Like, um, somebody in the band, somebody in the organization, they didn't specify who, but they said out of overabundance, they're canceling, I think, like one or two shows. And so seeing that, it's, oh, that's happening. Because I am going to like Hell Omega tour like end of August and I have like a whole work uh, baseball game going to. Nice. And that's at first I was like, oh, this is great. I'm psyched for it. And then seeing how like, oh, yeah, I know basically it's 100% capacity and then uh, all these like this and that coming about right now, too. And the numbers increasing and I'm back to like, oh, I'm back to panic mode again. Wonderful. Yeah, I, I'm not as disheartened by the Foo Fighters thing because to me, like, I don't think it was a tour. I think they just like had some one off shows planned. So that to me seems more like like I'm more OK with like somebody getting diagnosed with it and they're just like, all right, we're just going to do a quick reschedule, you know. But if it's a whole tour, that's when I start panicking, you know, um, it actually made me like dislike the Deftones. <laughs> like it made me angry at them. Like, God damn it. Like if you if if you're being too cautious and you start this mentality that it's normal to like keep canceling, I hope this doesn't catch on when like other bands start canceling. And then lo and behold, in the like, I don't know, six months down the road, we find out the Delta wasn't as bad as like some people made it seem. I don't know. That would just make me really pissed because I'm a selfish, obsessive concert junkie yeah so COVID's still a thing and it's a little depressing that said moving on to more depressing and more like negative tone topic i don't know if it's depressing hold up we'll just say it's uh it's stressful right we don't know stressful we we don't know for sure how it's going to turn out we don't and that's the thing is that like kind of looking back on it it's i wish i kind of took advantage of like that april may whatever window to go traveling just a little bit like maybe go to one place and then come back and say, yeah, I did do one thing. And then seeing how other people are constantly going to Hawaii. And I think I saw somebody going to Greece, um, all that. And I think somebody who's like, just constantly like flying around, traveling around and seeing that and it's, I kind of wish I was doing that. Oh wait, I'm afraid of it. Cause like, there are like a lot of reports of people who are vaccinated. Like I think I was catching up with somebody last night who's um who's telling me how like the person was vaccinated and they're still they still don't have their sense of taste after being tested negative and everything yeah i think we've talked about this before but my case is always those things do happen but it's the exception rather than the rule like uh i had a similar thing with uh christine's dad he uh he's vaccinated he actually (laughs) she's in missouri right now um it might be tmi but uh, I just mentioned that because Missouri is apparently the number one state uh, leading in uh, like lack of vaccinations. So awesome. <laughs> and uh, he'd been fully vaccinated with the Pfizer, like got both doses and still got COVID. But fortunately, in his case, he just said it was like a little fatigue and like, I don't know, cold, you know, nothing beyond that. So, yeah. All right, moving on from the happy, happy topic <laughs> of COVID. <laughs> Moving on to the happy, happy topic of shows that we actually could not stand. Uh, Great transition there. No. All <laughs> Sometimes right, you so. do that. I'll, I'll be like waiting for like a follow-up and you'll just be like, anyways, <laughs> like, come on, John, give me something. A little I mean, follow-up. that's the thing is that like, if you want to uh, say that, it, yeah, people who are vaccinated 
that's great that um, it's only basically like minor symptoms of the cold, but unfortunately there are a lot of people, at least I interact with that are small children that yeah. can't get the vaccine. And also there's people who, for whatever reason, we won't get to, can't get the vaccine or not can't, but I like, won't get the vaccine. So at that point it's okay, well, I need to be cautious. And that makes, that throws a wrench in a lot of things. So it's, right. it's even like, not to say that, oh, it's the rule. It's not a rule regardless i still have to operate as if covid is still like at its peak is what i'm yeah. saying so which is a big bummer and at that point it's like okay well I, what do you want me to say in terms of like the past year and a half it's i'm still operating under that mentality yeah no that's fair i'm just saying that uh like if you like everyone's situation is different where you know if you're interacting with kids who aren't vaccinated or older people who are more at risk then yeah for sure you should take different precautions but if you are vaccinated and like worried that it's still transmissible, transmissible, um, but the CDC is saying that you're fine as long as you have the two doses, then I'm just saying that like, you know, you should be fine. But yes, there are like abnormalities that do happen. So be yeah, you know, it's a personal preference thing how everyone wants to treat it. But if the CDC is basically saying that you're fine if you got the two doses, even if you interact with other groups who aren't vaccinated, then I'd be fine with it. But I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying, like, you know, reassuring, like, the CDC says that I would trust it. It is funny that I do have, like, an employee under me. Um, there's been a couple of times where, like, my boss and I were like, oh, yeah, we're a little bit cautious and of stuff. And then my employee, she was saying, oh, no, it's if you're vaccinated, you're perfectly fine. And we had to explain to her how vaccines worked. And how you can still catch it regardless. And to her, it was, like, mind-blowing. Oh, when she said fine, did she mean like you won't get the severity of the symptoms or did she just mean like you won't get it at all? You won't get it at all and you can just go out and and live normally. Yeah, well, I think you can live normally, but still get, I mean, it's just like, it's basically this, it's the most secure baseline you could get. I don't know if that made sense. (laughs) It's basically like, like you could get it yes but like the symptoms won't nearly be as bad on a general basis but anyway oh, yeah it's like a 99 chance like you won't die kind of thing like the statistics yeah. show like 99 chance you will be fine yeah but if you are the one in 90 one in a uh, hundred then obviously like you know then that feels even shittier so yeah like i said it's a personal preference thing but i don't know yeah <laughs> i think we talked this subject out i don't know what else to say how about those smooth transitions? You ready, Ja? Bring on one of your smooth transitions. <laughs> so, yeah, what are some of uh, the topic that we're going to talk about is really just kind of shows that we just had a hard time getting through and pretty much at some point outright quits. And Vince here, a connoisseur of TV shows, I'm sure there's a plethora of shows that you just could not get through. You know, it's really Which funny you say that because actually it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay because no, i'm usually the one it's funny because i'm actually the one who like even if i hate a show i'll keep watching it just so i finish i'm like a major completionist <laughs> i usually am and i download an app and i still have a list of shows that i didn't complete so maybe one day i will get to it no, i think i still haven't gotten to it yeah well but well i guess that'd be the one silver lining if there is another lockdown <laughs> you can watch all the shows but uh yeah i think my thing is the thing that bugs me is just the idea that imagine i'm at a party and somebody brings up a show, I don't know, any show, and then 
they're like, oh, have you seen the latest season? And I'm just like, ah, you know, yeah, I saw the first couple seasons, wasn't really feeling it, but like, oh, but did you see the latest season? You gotta gotta stick with it, man. And then I can't say anything. Like, I specifically watch every episode of a show just so I can tell that person they're full of shit and it still sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I usually just tell people it's still not worth my time. Yeah, that's probably a healthier thing to say, but uh, I don't know. I'm uh, OCD about it, I guess. But uh, yeah, um, I do. That being said, I do have three shows that I did give up on at some point, kind of indirectly. Uh, who do you want to go first? You or me? Um, why don't you go first? All right. So this one's probably easy. I'm sure a lot of people feel this way, but uh, Walking Dead. Did you ever watch The Walking Dead? I did. Yeah. How far Never did you get finished. into it? I don't even remember. I only watched. I, I I only watched it because my housemates watched it, and so I, I went through like two groups of guys that I lived with, and there was always one guy that watched it. So I was effectively kind of caught up for about like two or three seasons, something like that. And by the time like I moved out of like people that did watch, I never watched it again. I never touched it. I haven't seen a single like, not even a rerun. Nothing since then. Yeah, so I guess we kind of both gave up on it. But you don't sound like you were closely closely attached to it, right? I wasn't, but even then, like, let's say that, like, it had it been good, right? Obviously, I would have continued, but there's a reason why I didn't continue on my own. I actually did think the early season's really good, so I did get kind of attached to it. I did kind of identify it as one of those, like, you know, you you have shows that you just watch casually, and then you have shows you're like, all right, this is my show kind of thing, you know? Sure. Um, that's how I felt about Walking Dead for at least the first couple seasons, and I think most people felt that way. Uh, it's funny, because the first season was... Uh, directed the showrunner was the same guy that did the green mile i think and uh shawshank redemption so i think you've heard of those movies right yes definitely yeah debatably two of the best movies ever made and he's the guy at the helm of the show uh frank darabont was his name and then he left uh i'm still not entirely clear what happened some dispute between him and amc and uh they had a different showrunner for seasons two through three and so season two through three definitely felt different, but I still liked it a lot. It's season four. I fucking swear season four where shit takes a turn and it takes a turn because they got a different showrunner, um, a guy named Scott Gimple and Scott Gimple. If you look on his credits for what TV or movies he's done, uh, <laughs> um, what was the movie? Ghost Rider two. That's the only movie he's he like directed. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, Ghost Rider 2 was a fun movie. I can't say it was a good movie. Exactly. And it's just like, it's the most random, not impressive thing to put on your resume and say, that's what I did. And that's the guy at the helm of the show. And I think it definitely showed. I think the problem was the show got a lot more redundant and just a lot more of the same. They had more episodes, but the episodes didn't feel exciting. It just felt like they were just repeating the same thing, killing zombies, like wandering, looking for food over and over and uh i don't know i just had to tap out after a certain point i think like season eight season eight's when i tapped out but uh yeah gave up but you said so it got bad at season four well okay it didn't get immediately bad but you can like it's almost like you could smell like something's different something's not right like a dog you know like imagine that look a dog has when i don't know a piece of meat or something peculiar comes in the room like you know they have that like their noise their nose points up and they're like "Hmm, something's up you know that's kind of how I felt with season four. I'm like, something's different. And uh, so there were good episodes in season four, five, six, seven. But then overall, it just I think eight, it kind of just devolved and got worse. And now they have a different showrunner and it's supposedly better. But I'm just like, uh, I, I can't. <laughs> it's too much, you know. 
Yeah, I think I gave up and stopped watching roughly around season, like the introduction of Negan. Like, so I think the season before, um, um, shoot, Stephen Ewan uh, got his head beaten in. Yeah. That's roughly around the time, like, my housemates moved out and I stopped watching it. Because they killed the Asian guy and you're like, fuck this. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, a lot of people were pissed off on that, but it's any consolation. He also did die in the comics, so it wasn't like <laughs> the writers were being I mean, racist. at that point, the thing is that, like, Walking Dead digressed so much. So, like, when people were watching it, so at that point, it, it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to sound like a total hipster, but I uh, have read all of the graphic novels. And uh, I hate to say it, but I think the graphic novels are better. <laughs> That's the ultimate hipster statement, the graphic novels better. I mean, the guy who like wrote the comic for it wrote the, uh, you know, Invincible? Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched it, but I've heard okay things. Yeah, I'm trying really hard not to read his comics for Invincible. But no, yeah, Walking Dead was very... It was kind of like what you call was it Game of Thrones, where very slow. You kind of, I, it's like I came here for zombies and like killing, but then it was like redundant of you had an exciting cliffhanger. You, you start off the season all hype and then it's just walking, talking, walking, talking. Maybe something <laughs> yeah. happened here and there. And then we have a big cliffhanger like towards like the last couple of seasons or a couple of episodes. And that's where it's like, you really have to muscle through all of it. Um, and so like, that's kind of like one thing that discourages, I think that's what makes zombies a poor topic for TV shows is, I think there's a popular show. I, I, I was told that there's a lot more plots than it is actual fighting is, uh, is a kingdom? Hmm, sounds familiar. It's a Korean one. And oh, okay. it's like ancient Korea or something like that. And people told me, oh, yeah, it's it's great, except there's a lot of talking, there's a lot of plot. And for me, it was, well, I saw the trailer. They're using swords and fighting zombies. I want swords and fighting zombies. But if you're telling me that, like, 70, 80% of the show is just talking and plot, all right, I don't need to sit here and waste my time to get through all that. Yeah, that's how a lot of people felt. And I'm okay with the exposition as long as it's interesting. And I think I would say you could do the zombie show for a while, but the problem with The Walking Dead is they just repeated the same thing over and over. So a lot of people lost interest. But if you introduce different dynamics, like, I don't know, one season there's a possibility of a cure and then another season there's a variant type of zombie where they're getting smarter and can talk. I don't know, shit like that. You know, just switch it up into some way you can make it work. But I don't know, they just – they're – the way they wanted to carry about the show is just like, I guess I think they wanted to make it realistic. Like this is what life would actually be like if zombies were real. So in doing that real life has a lot of repetition. So maybe they were going for that, I guess, but you know, it's not the most entertaining thing to see. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get it of like, there's only so much you can kind of do with it. And up to a certain point, it can get, all right, we've done it all. What else do you want to see? And I think like the idea of it, of like kind of seeing what would happen in a post-apocalyptic world is good. And it's entertaining enough because it's the mystery of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to think like, do you ever watch uh, Ash versus Evil Dead? Um, it's a movie or TV show or both. So Evil Dead was a movie. They made three of them in the 80s, early 90s. And uh, then they did a uh, TV show a few years ago. 
uh, kind of picking up on it like 30 years later, the same like cast, same director. And that's uh, it's they're technically not zombies. They're called they just like demons that possess people and kind of make them look like zombies, essentially. But to me, that was like everything. If you wanted The Walking Dead just to be like fun, big zombie fights and some character depth, that's kind of what I got out of this show, even though it was a little more comedy-esque. But uh, so I guess we've got two alternate recommendations for zombie stuff, Ash versus Evil Dead and Kingdom. I mean, I, I don't recommend it, but I've heard a lot of people do actually enjoy it and they do like it um, and they did enjoy the plot. For me, when I asked them, oh, is there how much violence is there? How much sword action? Stuff like that. Like, it's honestly not that much. Hmm. Well, let's see. What does is, what is Mr. Rotten Tomatoes say? Any guess? I don't know, probably like a 60 or 70. 93. That's pretty high. Is it the, what's that thing called? Um, audience score? Uh, that is from critics, I think. Oh, critics. Okay, I typically trust the audience score, typically more so than, oh, wow, the audience score is 97. Oh, wait, no, that's a different <laughs> movie. Oh, never mind. Okay, well, yeah. No, the critics do. I feel like watching Better Call Saul now. Have you watched that ever? No, I have not. I never got into the uh, Breaking Bad uh, hype train. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Better Call Saul, every single season, according to critics, has received critical acclaim. And to me, it's pretty, like, it's not bad, but it is definitely slower than I would expect for a show to get critical acclaim. But, yeah, I think that just goes to show that critics like slow stuff a lot sometimes because it's artsy, you know. Oh, well, 96 across the board, both the popcorn, the, the audience and the uh, critics. Damn, maybe you'd like it. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Got I'm show. currently right now binging Modern Family. Oh, interesting. That's a very random show I would not expect. But uh... well, I was watching How I Met Your Mother, really. I watched like half the season, never actually sat through it. So this time was like my first pass and I really enjoyed it. I really wish I was part of that when it was like on air. Yeah, you're like 10 years late on that. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Did you know who the mom was? I know. I I, I saw like half of the last season. Um, okay. But it's like now that I'm watching from start to finish, it hit home a lot more. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's a lot of TV, man. That's more. I think that's more impressive than all the stuff I've binged. Jesus. <laughs> I think it was like nine season, 20 something episodes. Yeah. It took me about like two, three months just like watching it while like anyways digressing um, yeah you so should go on to your topic show that i want to say is suits did you ever watch that show no it always seemed like snooty lawyers who were just really good looking and had perfect lives so i was like fuck this <laughs> yeah so it first kind of started out as like okay like this badass lawyer who basically is that you literally what you just said right and so i really like the the idea of like kind of like playing mind games and kind of like the whole lawyering aspect of it and i really did enjoy it but then as the seasons progress and then it was a megan markle is that how you pronounce her name yeah um, the the queen or whatever <laughs> yeah the the pampered princess whatever thing um yeah. no actually she's, i don't think she's legally a princess anymore anyways whatever her um it's the entire show just becomes like a cry not a cry fest but it's like a bitch fest like you're just bitching the entire time hmm. and so the protagonist he's like oh i've got to do save these people and I got a pro bono uh, lawsuits because I feel so bad for them. And like the little man got to help out the little man. And sometimes it gets him in trouble. Sometimes it's um, he pulls something out of his ass and wins a lawsuit kind of thing. And it just becomes of that. And then it's like a whole struggle fest. 
and then uh his the protagonist's girlfriend is Meghan Markle and like half the time is like it's just a lot of whining and it didn't really get anywhere and it moved a lot away from like the court stuff that I that first captivated me before to like my feelings are hurt and I don't like it Hmm. interesting went on nine seasons too when did you tap out um I think I tried roughly around the time where Meghan Markle actually left I got married Mm. and the show was focusing on the rest other lawyers and I was excited and I just at first I was muscling through it got really tired of it and then when they left because she was getting married and literally get her fairy tale wedding wedding um fairy tale wedding yeah that's i was just like do i really want to give this another chance and i just kind of gave up yeah i feel that no I, I, yeah i don't know I've, i was gonna say there is like it feels like suits kind of falls into this category of tv i've noticed i don't know correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if you've noticed this but there is like a genre of tv where it's fictional and like they're not based on real people but it's just kind of rich people doing like dumb rich people stuff and people seem to like it for some reason, I guess. Like I feel like uh Royal Pains. Did you ever hear about that show? No, I haven't. No, it's on USA, the same network as suits. It kind of has the same vibe as suits, but it's like these, this like really good looking doctor who like lost his doctor's license, but he's on this Island. And like every episode, he's just having sex with like another really good looking chick. And he's uh, being a doctor on the beach and his brother is also there to like, be goofy and have sex with girls. And it's just kind of like, I don't know. I just need something a little more than just this. Like, ah, we're two good looking guys. We're just having sex every night. Oh, I guess we have problems, but not really. Cause we're living on the beach, you know? And like, I don't know. There's a lot of shows like that, like Beverly Hills, 90210. I guess that was a common one, but do you find that, I guess with suits, do you feel like it kind of fits in that niche? Uh, I don't think so. I think of it more as the whole like there's some shows where like you want to build a community of like family, the theme of family and community. There's sometimes it works and sometimes they just kind of shove it down your throat. And Suits was like a prime example of they were shoving it down your throat of, Oh, look at this. So kind of like spinning off of what you're saying of like, look at this big glamorous life. And then um, halfway through it, it's, Oh, we're doing this for family. You hurt my feelings. How dare you? We're a family um stuff like that and like the whole classic of like oh this person misunderstood me literally if you took the three seconds to talk about it you wouldn't have this dilemma or like completely blow up or something like that like oh you hurt my feelings because you like decided to go behind my back on this like half-ass reason Mm. it's a lot more drama i guess not so much like rich people doing rich people things more just like dumb drama (laughs) yeah so like that goes on to my like my next uh, pick later but basically this is where suits completely lost me and i do want to give it another chance but we'll see maybe after like i run out of good shows actual good shows yeah, fair enough could be good maybe it gets better later a couple seasons but maybe but i do have like a lot of friends who did actually watch suits and drop off way before i did huh. for similar reasons hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because those guys are really good looking. So I just think they're assholes and I don't want to <laughs> see anything they do. But uh, there, there, you're happy with uh, your current lady. Nah, it's just the, the snobby. I, okay, this is a minor tangent. I'm just going to make it quick. But like, I, you know, the classic salesperson or like lawyer who's just like a good looking person, but has a slimy vibe to him. Yes, that's the vibe I get from them, basically. And that's why I don't like them. You know what I mean? Even like salespeople. 
at my own company who <laughs> kind of have that vibe. I sometimes like just naturally get a vibe I don't like, you know. It's funny because literally one of the main characters that I do like in the show is what you're describing. <laughs> but you like them? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, uh, I guess that's why you watched the show and I didn't. But uh, anyways, uh, is it my turn or yours? Do you want to? You said you had a transition in your next one. Do you just want to go into it? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, right. So have, did you ever watch any of the CW shows? Like any of the no. superhero stuff? <laughs> Those are always so terrible in my opinion. But I, I will say I did watch uh, Smallville when I was a kid because I was a kid. <laughs> and even then as a kid, I had to tap out. I was like, all right, this shit's getting too whack for my 13-year-old brain. So, yeah. Yeah, so one of my favorite shows on the CW was Supernatural. Loved it. But the thing is that this didn't fit the dynamic that is all the different superhero TV shows on the CW. And that's kind of where... I'm frustrated with the CW because at first they came out strong with some of the superhero stuff. It was the whole like DC really had it. It was like Marvel had the movies, DC had the TV shows and um, people really liked it. People really enjoyed it. So first came out was Arrow, first came out then was a uh, flash and then they built an entire something called the Arrowverse because well, Green Arrow started it. And, but then it became formulaic, it became very, oh, there's definitely an agenda here. Um, so the whole like a campaign of CW is dare to be different or dare to defy. I think that's what their slogan is. And so because of that, they kind of like change a lot of the different superhero characters. And the thing is that, so the TV show is called Arrow. The TV show is called Flash. They probably get maybe five, 10 minutes of screen time. And the rest of it is quote unquote, their family. Mm. And not their actual like family family, but oh, different heroes they met along the way and join their team. And they kind of have their own side story. And there's that love tangent and that kind of drama that's going on. But, oh, do we ever have any, like, the main hero? And some of my favorite YouTubers, they kind of, like, review these shows. And I sometimes I chime in. And one the most recent update from them was, so this TV show is called The Flash. And we haven't seen Flash in three episodes. And right now it's hard to get through each episode because everything is cringe hmm. uh, of like, it's just like bad humor, bad quips. It's just bad acting. It's just bad humor. It's just, the thing is that you can't really blame them. It's bad CGI, but you can't really blame them because you're on a TV budget. So, all right, that's, that's hundred percent passable. Then it just becomes formulaic of, of, Oh, I can't beat this person. Even though I'm the show, I'm the, literally the premise of this show i need my team i need my family to beat this person and through the power of like family i can beat this and so it kind of goes back to the whole suits thing of what originally captivated me on this show becomes a whole cry fest drama like oh i my feelings are hurt oh like it's it's it basically just becomes like a, a soap opera a drama and the premise of it was i'm here for the superhero stuff yeah i could see that i think to me the cw shows just always take such a more cartoonish like silly like quippy kind of approach that i don't like as much like like i don't know if we talked about this as much but uh joss whedon's superhero movies in marvel funny enough like even though avengers was like one of the biggest movies the th- there's a thing that bugs me about both the movies he did, Avengers and Avengers of Age of Ultron, where it's just, there's too many fucking quips. The quips are just like, 
too forced. They're too not like well done in my opinion. They just seem too uh, just not funny and uncomfortable and just just forced. Like I I imagine myself actually being at a party hearing a quip that might be used in that movie and just instantly like getting this like douche chill or I don't want to be there. And that's the kind of same humor that I imagine coming from these shows, even though I don't watch a whole lot from what I've seen. Um, like you said, bad acting too. I think uh, I kind of get the vibe that they kind of have this, like anybody can be a superhero and be part of a team and we all look cool and we'll make a funny quip and we'll save the day, you know, kind of vibe. So uh, for that reason, I never really picked up on the flash. Yeah, no, the, and I'm not even just talking about like Arrow or Flash. I'm talking about like Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I'm talking about what's the other one stuff that Supergirl, like Supergirl got canceled because it got too much of that. And the thing is that they have, they purposely introduce a lot of characters. Um, they always go through a lot of persons. It's like, I'm struggling with my identity. Um, and they throw in a lot of like, literally for like the sake of diversity we're going to grow our cast more and more each time and we're finding harder time a harder reason the more difficult reasons to throw them into this episode like everybody's got to get their 30 seconds um yeah i can see it, that there was a it was funny because there was a, a major event called crisis on infinite earths so great comic book arc they decided to do their own thing because they have like five different tv shows let's mash them all together superhero crossover right i i had trouble getting through it because at one point they had to fight like these ghost minion things and like the one person who doesn't have oh and everybody has like a different avatar one person's the avatar of love the avatar of like knowledge and stuff like that a lot of those cliches hmm. and then like the person one of the avatars or something has zero powers and you just see them kind of like running across a, a volcano or something like that, or like this deserted wasteland. And this guy, no powers, fighting ghosts that like basically kicked their kicked a lot of like other superheroes' asses. Mm. And it's okay, continuity isn't there. Did you? Yeah, it's a lot of lazy writing. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, these these are all just further reasons why I probably will never watch one of these shows. Oh yeah, but, no, uh, done. I don't recommend it. Yeah, yeah, especially how many TV shows are out there now, and with all the Marvel Disney shows, I think I'm busy enough with those. Loki, oh, yeah, no, I don't know if we sh should even touch on that. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of like better, like high, better produced uh, superhero TV shows right now. So like the Disney Plus stuff, Titans, and I'm gonna try probably check into uh, Doom Patrol sometime um all those have been phenomenal and all those people have like absolutely loved yeah i pretty much just stick to the marvel netflix ones at least the good ones like not iron fist and not the later seasons of a lot of the later seasons of those stuff weren't as good like jessica jones and punisher were pretty bad like season two and three like punisher yeah punisher season two was pretty bad i thought <laughs> was did you see season it two? yeah you never do that i probably did and i just don't remember because i'm pretty oh. sure i've seen all the punisher stuff I remember thinking it was like comedically bad. I was like, I cannot believe how terrible some of these, just the plot and just, just like decisions they made with characters were. But uh, I digress. Um, should we go into the yeah, next one? Your turn, your turn. All right. This might be controversial because I know this is what top three favorite shows for Ja, but uh, Community, what do you think? Your number one favorite show? Top three? Top five? I enjoy it enough. Uh, let me think. 
I mean, it's up there. I definitely like am rewatching it. Yeah. Uh, so okay, I love Community. I'll say that right off the bat. Make no qual or make no uh, mistake. I love Community. I love the characters. Uh, I loved it when it was good. I should say, or when the early seasons when I liked it the most. I think everyone can agree. You know, it went off the rails a little bit around season four when they got the different writers because Dan Harmon. You know, the showrunner was uh, let go or had creative disputes. I don't know exactly what happened again. But uh, and then some cast members started dropping off like Pierce and Donald Glover. Um, and then they started adding new people who weren't there from the beginning. But uh, I think we, everyone loves the first couple seasons, you know, for at least seasons one through three. Um, although funny enough, season three is kind of where I gave up because I don't know. I, I was a little less into season three. I, I, some of the plot lines kind of lost me and were and some of the, I don't know, just some of the direction. It just, I thought it got too weird. You know, I think season one and two had a perfect level of weird and reality, uh, like groundedness to it. So I thought it was a fun show then, but when it just got too weird and then when Dan Harmon left and then cast members started dropping off, I just kind of felt less motivated to pick it back up. Yeah, so I do really love Community, um, and it came out of the gates running hard. It, it came out of the great, gates great, and so I love it. And so, like, even, like, the the cast, when they kind of came back a little bit, because Community kind of took the Netflix world by storm, because apparently it was a it was kind of a cult classic before that, and now that, like, a major streaming platform was uh, had, was produced, uh, airing their content, everybody started watching it and they're kind of perplexed by this. Right. And so um, it was super fun. And the, even like the cast themselves, they coined the term gas leak season. And I'm trying to remember which one was that. I think it Probably was four. season four. Yeah. So season four is considered the gas leak season because of what you said. And a lot of the behind the scenes issues that kind of came about because Chevy Chase was apparently a racist asshole through and through. And was, that kind of was, made things extremely uncomfortable for the cast. Yeah. And he was just difficult to deal with. Like, it's funny because, you know, the Russo brothers who did, you know, some of the best Marvel movies were uh, directed a lot of the episodes of Community. I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew that. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> one of the directors, Anthony Russo, I think it was Anthony, the shorter one, said one time, <laughs> one time Chevy just like went on this like rant. He's like, you fucking untalented hack, you piece of shit. You, you don't tell me what to do, blah, 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 blah. Like went on like a 10 minute rant like against them when they were working and shooting. And then he just kind of, and then Anthony just kind of paused and took it all. And he's like, all right. And then just like kept going. And it's just like, I guess that's, that's what it's like working with Chevy. You just gotta, that's all you can do. Just gotta pause and be like, all right, moving on. Yeah, really rolled the punches, especially with him. And it seemed like it was a bit on like the diva side. And like there was issues with Dan Harmon. I think people were kind of throwing, or Chevy Chase was throwing him under the bus and it caused a lot of controversy. And because the show was always kind of not doing the greatest because it was considered like kind of a smaller call classic kind of TV show that they're always constantly like, oh, we're on the chopping blocks again. Um, yeah. And so there's like, they're anecdotally explaining how like, oh yeah, Sony, I think Sony like owned the rights to them at the time. They were just choke. They were always like saying, "All right, how much can we push their buttons today?" Mm. When they were like filming, so it was really funny. And they well, we were always like in fear of like getting canceled or something. Let's just make sure that we go all out. Oh, interesting. I actually didn't hear about that. What? 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 When you said Sony, do you mean that was was that when they had season five on 
Didn't they have like season five on it, or was it six? I think the first few seasons were by Sony, and then after like I think season five or six was owned then by Yahoo. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think MB- it's funny. NBC has some of the biggest shows like The Office, Parks and Rec, but like, goddamn, they cancel shows like a motherfucker. Like, I loved uh, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but Chuck, you, you never watched Chuck, right? I saw like the pilot. Yeah. Zach Levi, same guy from Shazam. Yvonne Strahovski, mm-hmm. who's on um, uh, the fucking what's that goddamn show? <laughs> uh, Handmaid's Tale now. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both on that and it was around the same time as Community. And then Chuck got canceled like a year before community got canceled, I think. And yeah, it just felt like, God, you had to get such like high ratings to stick with NBC. They just cancel everyone. So early. I was going to say Netflix cancels shows like left and right. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess every streaming service does. Cause I'm thinking Fox, they canceled the rest of development. It's like every, I guess every, what's the, I guess what's the, like what station has the best track record of not canceling shit. CW. Because they're <laughs> shitty shows. Still yeah, going on. yeah, don't require budget. Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking maybe ABC. I feel like ABC shows going for a while. You know, uh, Lost. Wait. Oh, the, I I heard more crap about Lost than like positive things about it. Yeah, I will never watch Lost. It's too far at this point. It's too many episodes. Too many people seem pissed off about the ending and what went on. I'm like, nope. <laughs> it's been yeah, not, no, same here. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, your turn. I guess I can finish up with my list. Um, Lucifer. Not I, I am not a fan of it. I know people loved it. Loved it to the point where Netflix was actually willing to pick it up and save it for like, what, two extra seasons or something? Mm-hmm. I I absolutely hated it. And From start to finish? I only got through like two episodes and I gave up. From I mean, start to sure. when you finished, which I guess now is two episodes. <laughs> um. So for me, it was... It was ca- similar reasons to suits but not really it was the concept of it was captivating in the sense of like oh devil walking on earth let's see what kind of like mayhem what kind of mischievousness or whatever he's going to cause and right off the bat first episode you could tell like there's already like oh i'm going to fall in love with this human mortal yeah yeah it's a kind of unavoidable trope i guess and then she's like tempted or she's tempted by him i guess because he's the devil right no, it, the, it was more like, okay, so the devil's power, quote unquote, is persuasion. So it's not that like he um, controls you, but it's more like he knows what you want and how to direct you to that and manipulate you. Um, and so it's like, oh, this is cool. Let's see how this works. And then, oh, well, he meets a mortal female cop buddy thing. Uh, I guess this is going to be kind of interesting, like to see like the manipulation, see kind of like the darker side of society and such. And right off the bat, it's, oh my gosh, I'm infatuated by this girl because my powers don't work on her. Ah, okay. She's the special. She's the one in a million. Yeah, Hmm. and it's like, oh, we're going through this trope right now? (laughs) Why is this popular? I'm done. And I just didn't give it a shot, another chance. And I asked people who did continue watching Lucifer who loved it, and I said, so how long does this trope go for? They pause and they hesitate. like, eh, just keep watching knowing that like this happens for the rest of probably the entire damn season or show yeah it must be like a will they won't they for a while if it if it's if they're milking it that long like you can't just i don't know like you can only go so far with that too unless they get married in like season season i don't know three or four yeah how long did it go on like season five i think let me look it up real quick um but yeah so it's 
season. I think they're on season. I think it just ended. I think I saw that on Netflix like recently. Their last five. season came out. Yeah. Look season at that. Five is the last one. Who called it? But yeah, so it was very like if I wanted to watch this trope, like the whole love thing, then I'd watch like a sitcom. I would watch something that's like um, How I Met Your Mother or Friends because it's like it's a group of friends. It's like that kind of community. It's your bonding in this kind of scenario this the whole lucifer thing it's like you know you ever see like those books those paperbacks where you see like very sensual couples and it's like one of those love stories or something like that not really but i can imagine <laughs> like i remember seeing all the time at the library on like like the newsstands or something of like huh. the grocery store okay and it's always like those covers that are like passionate love stories i guess and it's like you typically see like uh women reading it yeah this is what it felt like that's like the first like two episodes that i watched of lucifer mm, man yeah i didn't expect a show that you dropped after two episodes that's uh <laughs> i don't know the premise does seem kind of silly but i don't know i never i can't you know i can't even speak on it because i didn't i don't think i've watched a single trailer like a single scene anything i've just heard the premise from other people but I guess so far it's uh it's got one terrible review. So if this was Rotten Tomatoes for Friends reviews, this would be like negative <laughs> ten. It's it's kind of funny because when you, I've seen trailers for like the more up uh, more recent seasons, and it's like Lucifer versus like his brother Michael, and it's like Lucifer like talking to God, and like it becomes a lot of like oh it seems so intense, and it's like uh, I. It probably does get better. It probably moves away from that trope eventually. I think somebody did tell me like, oh, it does move away from that. But I kind of don't want to get through all that. Yeah, I get you. I hate that idea that you have to like commit five seasons to a show before it gets good. It's like, fuck off. I could just not watch it. <laughs> How about that? You know, yeah. Um, you know, that makes me further think you might like Exorcist because part of me wonders if like what you might have been looking for in that show you could find in the exorcist because there are religious undertones to it but the exorcist is kind of cool and there's not like a big love story going on that i can think of at least it's uh there's kind of a conspiracy there's this cool thing with demon it's kind of like uh constantine do you ever see that movie mm -hmm. yes great kinda, movie yeah it's kind of constantine-esque a little bit uh although they're more just like straight up traditional priests it's almost like sherlock meets constantine uh, there's a British guy that kind of has a very Sherlock Doctor Who kind of vibe, I guess you could say. And uh, there's this basically demons. There's this thing that eventually can happen where if a demon possesses you long enough, you become integrated and like the demon can no longer be removed and they can just walk among the earth. And these demons are apparently resentful that like God uh, granted humans who they think of like apes, like all the joys of the earth and then didn't give, you know, the angels or the demons these like joys or anything so they're all resentful and they're like infiltrating like members of the high church like you know the they're trying to get to the pope and like all the members of the really high church they're like secretly like possessing and integrating so like you know the church is now like uh, uh corrupt and uh what's the word uh god there's a word i'm looking for oh god tip of the tongue it's a bitch conspiracy no it's like Oh God, it's killing me, Ja. There's a word. What is the word? Infiltrate. No, uh, it's like uh oh fuck. God, this is hard. It's killing me. God, I wonder if people know the word. Uh like God, this is murdering me. This must make for great podcast radio. But uh <laughs> uh 
Jesus. It's like I'm giving you nothing. I'm sorry. It's like I'm trying to help, but I don't I know. Want to help. It's like all right, I give up. I gotta it God, that hurt. That hurt. I can't think of the word. <laughs> and I got nothing. Synonym? Would that work? Uh like forfeited. It's like a word like forfeit. Like surrender? No. It's like credibility. Like credibility. It's like that. I don't <laughs> fuck it. We're going with credibility. The credibility of the church is gone because these demons are infiltrating it. Yeah, I was gonna say forfeit is a little bit different from credibility. Yeah, it's like a word forfeit and credibility. God damn it. Oh, this is killing me. Anyways, that was some really great podcast radio right there. But uh yeah, anyways, uh based on what I said, I don't know. What do you think? You think you might uh no, that actually does sound really interesting. I, yeah. I that that does fascinate me actually. Yeah, I think if you should give it like one episode, and by one episode you'll know if like you're into it. And I think it gets better as it goes on. It's only two seasons too. It got canceled after two seasons, so darn. Good shows yep. always get canceled early. It's true, but uh, cool. So I guess that leaves my last option. Yep. What what is it, Vince? Take us home. All right. Uh, that '70s show. Oh, interesting. That was my. It's it's funny because you say like that was a show that you couldn't get through. But then there's always so many memes that come out of it. Yeah, I'll say this. Okay, we might have different interpretations of this topic because I didn't like actively give up on it. I didn't have one day where I said no more. And I looked at Eric Foreman and I'm like, never again. You know, I didn't have something like that. I just I just think it got like after a certain point, it wasn't as good. And like when Eric Foreman left, actually, that was pretty much when I was like, yeah, it's. Uh, I think we're done here. You know, like. I don't know because he was like such an essential member of the cast. It's kind of like when Michael Scott left the office, you know, I think mm-hmm. a little bit, maybe not to that degree as much because you still had more other uh, cast members who could carry the weight. But uh, yeah, Eric, yeah, Eric was essential, right? Yeah, I didn't watch too much of that 70s show, so I can't say it was kind of like how I met your mother, where I like I saw a lot of episodes sporadically and I really enjoyed it. I just never sat through it to like really enjoy and grow the characters where some TV shows like you loved it so that you can see like oh, if something changes, it really throws that dynamic that that community that you actually do want to adopt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was a few character directions I wasn't as thrilled with. Like uh, it started off, you know, Jackie and uh, Kelso, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They started off dating um and then eventually Hyde started dating Jackie and I, I don't know that just I don't know I just wasn't into that as much like Hyde always just had this cool kind of like I don't give a fuck about anything I didn't like the idea of him actually being kind of in this relationship that didn't make sense um and then like Fez the foreign exchange student you know everyone knows um <laughs> yeah he uh he started getting more confident I liked him when he wasn't confident I liked him when he was like uh naive and didn't know what was going on with the world and like uh what's kind of the butt of the joke and then he started like i don't know kind of like pulling pranks on people and seeming like he i don't know was running the show and i don't know it kind of bugged me i kind of like it like i feel like you need the butt of the joke there at some point um yeah and uh then like i said eric foreman left and um seth myers's brother actually was the one who replaced them on that season i don't know if you knew that hmm Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think he came back for the finale, like the final episode, so that's good at least. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just the first couple, first four seasons, I'll say, were classic, and then after that, I just 
kind of lost interest, but I, th- I still think it's funny no matter what season you pick, but the first four were the best. Interesting. Okay. Like yeah. I'm, I'm looking up on IMDB of like the original cast and do seeing a lot of them. I thought interesting. Cause I thought Kelso was related to Eric. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think anyone's none of the main cast members are related. There are the Lori was the sister of Eric. Oh man, if you want to see something scary, look up that actress. She passed away sadly, but goddamn, the sister of Eric, holy shit, she had the worst mugshot. If you look up that 70s show mugshot, I think you'll see it. Looking it up. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, pretty scary, right? Oh, wait, I've seen her in memes. <laughs> yeah, that's like probably, bar- that's the standard for like bad mugshots of like, don't do meth, you know, kind of thing. Oh my gosh, what happened? Uh, I don't know. She, I don't want to assume what happened, but it's sad either way. But yeah, that's it's it's rough. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. But uh, dig down that rabbit hole. But yeah. So I mean, going off of that semi show, like I said, it was one of those shows where it's like if it was on TV and I happened to be like on there, I really did enjoy it. Um, it's just seeing kind of the main cast. So everybody stayed on the full two hundred episodes, whereas Ashton Kutcher, Kelso, and Foreman. I think those, I think, I thought Ashton Kutcher was the bread and butter because of his notoriety. Um, yeah, they, oh. they left the show early compared to like the main cast. Yeah, I think Ashton Kutcher was always on, but he was a little more sporadic. Like he was a recurring rather than a main role in the later seasons, I think. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. But Eric, yeah, Eric was for sure always the main cast. It was kind of like, you always put yourself in Eric's shoes because he was the guy with the girl next door that he wanted to, that he had a crush on, you know, Donna. So I think that was always like the main, it was kind of like the Jim and Pam, you know what I mean? Eric and mm-hmm. Donna, the first mm-hmm. couple seasons. So that was kind of the driving force, I think. But, uh, I mean, they get yeah, married like, in real life. No, that was, uh, Mila Kunis and, uh, Ashton Kutcher. They married oh, sorry. I'm getting the characters names mixed up. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> legacy is also a little tainted because the guy that played Hyde is apparently a pretty bad dude. So, yeah, maybe it doesn't oh, like, a ter- hold- like a bad person in real life. Uh, like went to jail for rape. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. All right. His name nice. is Danny Masterson. Yep. Um, nice okay, so so yeah. sorry, going back on like an older topic a little bit. Oh, shoot. He's like wearing a mask and everything. This is a recent thing. Yeah, it's like last year or two for sure. Oh, okay. So moving on from <laughs> celebrities getting sued left and right right now and a lot of sexual harassment cases for people, which is a little very bad. Um, so on the whole topic of like community, it's funny because like um, the Russo brothers, because they did direct a lot of the episodes in community, they they really loved, I guess, their cast because some of these characters did make cameo appearances in the MCU. Yeah. Um, so Shirley, she had a scene with Captain America in the elevator. Um, person who played Ob- uh, Abed was in a Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, yeah, Winter Soldier because he was like a soldier managing the computers. I forgot who else was also in there as well. Um, uh, the Shirley, she was in Endgame. Oh, yeah, no, she was uh with uh Captain America in the elevator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's that was something cool that I really yeah. did enjoy. So when I did watch um community and I saw like Endgame, I was like, oh that's Shirley. <laughs> yeah. Also Ken Jung, I just remembered he was the he was the guy in the room when Ant Man like came out of the quantum realm. Oh yeah. So 
I think that was before I saw Community. Yeah. And so for that, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a famous person, of course, because they have famous people doing cameos. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. like, the rest of the cast is, like, not as big names. So I think some of the bigger names was, like, uh, John Oliver and um, Ken Jeong. Those were, like, big names. Chevy Chase, sure, but uh, can't Joel, on the defense. Joel McHale, he, uh, he had the soup at the time, that show. It's interesting because, like, I wasn't super familiar with Kevin McHale. And saying that he's actually in a lot of, uh, what's <laughs> you called him Kevin McHale. Isn't that the Home Alone kid? <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe McHale, Joe McHale. He's in a lot of like variety shows. Yeah, yeah. He he was a uh, he was on an American version of the IT Crowd, but it apparently never went through. <laughs> oh, Donald Glover. Oh yeah, was he in the MCU? He was in Spider-Man Homecoming, supposedly. Oh, that's right. But he yeah, plays re- the uncle of Miles Morales. And if you know anything about that, he's a major, major plot point in Miles Morales's uh the second Spider-Man's story. Yeah, he was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Russo brothers didn't do that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they I don't know. The principal was there. I'm just going through a list. Oh, he was the principal he, of uh, Civil War. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was the one that, uh, like, right after Tony gets off stage doing that presentation, he's like talking to him. Yeah, I do I remember did not that. Know that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it is cool, and it's it's if you actually look to like I don't know the Russo brothers directed episodes of Community, I think the camera work and the directing, you can notice that there's funny enough similarities between this comedy, you know, Community and these like the biggest action movies ever right now, you know, between Endgame, Infinity War, and like the paintball episode or uh the debate episode with Joel or with uh Jeff and Annie, you know, like this camera work does look so distinctly like noticeable mm-hmm. between the two. Mm-hmm. Which is just funny because you wouldn't expect a comedy and then you know the biggest action movie ever. Yeah, that's the thing is I've I I mean I can't tell those kind of things, but then I've seen interviews where they said I think it might have been you that brought it up where it was because of the paintball episodes and such like that where they inspired a lot of their infinity war scenes like really paintball shooting to like cgi fighting yeah it's it's crazy i can believe it too it's i I mean they obviously they have a stunt team like i've heard people say like apparently quentin tarantino wanted somebody to direct a movie i think it might have been like kevin smith and then kevin smith was like "Uh, i don't know how to do the stunts or whatever like i don't have a cgi team he's like no you don't have to worry about any of that all you have to worry about is the story and how it come across you'll get like a team that focuses on that so i mean i get from that perspective if you know the russo brothers have their own team doing all the stunts and complicated stuff while they just kind of direct how it like goes then i could see that you know okay yeah well, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know exactly like the whole nitty gritty of how they filmed it, but the fact is, like, oh, wow, major transferable skills there. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But uh, since we're on Marvel now, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't at least touch a little bit on uh, Loki. You want to? I'm curious. Uh, we could do Loki and Black Widow if you're up for it, if you're not, if you don't have a hard doubt. Oh, uh, yeah, we could do both. All right. So uh, should we do our one word review <laughs> for both? Maybe Black Widow first. Black Widow. My one word review of that was it's fun. I'd probably say something similar. I'd, I'd say good. <laughs> All my one word reviews are not anything unique. It's just solid, good, bad, you know, or disappointing. All right. So I guess a little bit more like I guess this would be on the spoiler free side. My review is, is that I think it was it was a really great episode that 
was a movie that fit in and it should have happened. I think everybody has said this. It should have been happened sooner. It should have yeah. happened immediately after Civil War because that would have made 1000% perfect sense. Um, I really enjoyed it. I really do enjoy the characters. Um, the story was great. I mean, could have been used a little bit more background on certain characters' plots, but other than that, really enjoyable, really enjoyed the jokes. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually agree. That's good. I thought you might say it was like mediocre and you weren't into it. I'd be like, Oh God, you know, but, uh, no, it's funny. I saw it with my friend, Will, and he gave it a C right. Like after the like credits were rolling and I was just like a C like what? Like, come on, that's too harsh, man. You know, I would but, give it uh, one of the, it was like probably one of my better shows or better movies. I give it at least a B. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means. There's definitely some things I didn't like so much. And I thought some stuff was a little clunky, but like, I think it's, it's set out to do what it meant to do. Like it's fun. It's a good action. It's gives you a little more insight into black widow's background. It has a good ending and it has good continuity with the rest of the movies. I'm like, what more could you want? You know? Yeah. All right. Now for our spoiler review. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really hope that they give Yelena the uh, new black widow. Um, moniker what'd you call it i hope she, she doesn't get relegated to a minor team so like right now there's speculation that oh there might be a new uh team that like their kind of version of suicide squad they might be doing that i, I really hope that she gets relegated to like an avenger something that does like get a big ensemble kind of thing not like we we're going to throw you're going to be there you're going to be continuity but you're more of like the side story not the main story yeah, I could see that. You liked uh, Elena a lot. I really did like her, and she the whole like, what is this like head was... hair flip thing? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, no, she. I think she killed the role. I think she was great. I think her and David Harbor uh, were pretty hilarious and had good accents. <laughs> uh, the Red uh, Red Guardian, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Rachel Vice was good too, but I feel like we just saw her a little less. The mom, aka, but uh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, I think, like you mentioned, the time thing. I think the timing, a lot of people have talked about it, should have happened earlier. Weirdly enough, I'm actually okay with the timing because I think in a weird way, Black Widow, if you watch her death in Endgame, it's kind of abrupt, you know, a lot of people didn't expect it and or maybe thought she would come back or anything. So to me, having the movie come out now is kind of like a final, like kind of closure, you know, of that character in a weird way, even though continuity-wise it doesn't fit in, like, chronologically you know well the thing is that black widow was supposed to come out last year so i think maybe we might say something differently as like a send-off or like maybe as one of the show movies that came towards the end of the phases or something like that right to give her that proper send-off because i think that to a degree that's what the original plan was but because covid happened i think it, they prioritized spider-man um that's where things kind of got a little, a little bit more muddled because spider-man basically was like kicking off to i think it was technically the end of a phase but in between phases uh, yeah yeah and i so mean that's yeah i yeah i see that point too i think like i don't mind a year in between because i think i don't know i don't blame the covid delay on i, I don't like take that away from the story i still kind of think like like even if it's been a year it's you can still kind of say closure you can still have the closure like a year later i'm fine with it i guess for me personally but uh and i think it kind of works at least for the post credit scene like the you saw the post credit scene right i don't know if that was intentional that's the thing is that like maybe they had something else planned but because oh we have these different tv shows lined up now we're changing up the post credit scene yeah it could be but i think either way it works because uh 
it, I mean, it, it felt it very works in that smooth. sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, for anyone who doesn't know, since the spoiler review, uh, Yelena goes to visit Black Widow's grave, who's now passed away because it's after Endgame. And then uh, somebody gives her a tip uh, on who supposedly killed her when we know he didn't really do it, but it was Hawkeye. So that's supposed to lead into the Hawkeye show coming out later this year. Yeah, so like this might be a spoiler for people. So if you want to tune out now, tune out now. But for the Hawkeye TV show and IMDb, she's going to be in all eight episodes. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know she was in all eight, but I knew she was like in it yeah i think somebody like mentioned that on youtube and i was like what no fact check checked it on imdb <laughs> this is great but i really hope that like you're not just stuck in a tv show kind of thing but like there's going to be a bigger you gonna have a bigger role i hope yeah no i get that yeah yeah we'll um, see it seems like if the review if the reception's good enough for a character they'll bring them back more and more hopefully yeah there's one thing that i really did piss me off about it and you can, can you guess what it was taskmaster Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was, a little, I was kind of upset and livid about that, but somebody brought up a point uh, about Taskmaster that it's called Project Taskmaster. So it's not like the Taskmaster. Yeah. So there's a chance that, oh, maybe they'll fix it. Like there's another person. Like, oh, we'll just, when you throw away character, we're going with this. But in order to like cover our asses and save room, save face later, we'll say Project Taskmaster and never call this person. It was called like my was it my perfect project or whatever it's called? Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. That could be like the new version of the Mandarin coming back like 10 years later type of thing. But yeah, uh, I think the Mandarin was more like, huh, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Whereas this case is like, Oh, we, f- we did fuck up there. Well, let's actually, try to cover our asses here. Kevin Feige did uh, talk about that. Did you hear him recently talk about the Mandarin? Wait, rec- like recently? Yeah. Cause you know, Shang-Chi's coming up. He's like commenting on the movie, promoting mm-hmm. it. He, he basically sure. said like, the reason they he like basically said I respected the character of the Mandarin at the time we made Iron Man three. He's like the reason we did the character direction we did is because it was an Iron Man movie and because the Mandarin is such a big character we knew it deserved like a bigger arc and it couldn't be crammed into this movie when you're already dealing with the stuff Tony's going through. You know, that was but his it, reasoning. It was one of those things where it's like, but why did you do that? Yeah, like, did they you have to specifically write that? So I don't. They, they tease stuff a lot. Like, I mean, the thing that bugs me, like if we're talking a misdirect like that, is Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. They did a similar thing where in the trailer, you know, they talked about the multiverse and then, oh, yeah. hey, he was just lying. Like that bugs me more in that case, I think. No, there's definitely that. And like with WandaVision, they introduced the um, Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. Yeah. And so when people said like, oh, they're going to do this, this confirms there's a multiverse. And at the end of the series, it's like, no, no, no we're not doing X-Men. And then you hear like the most recent interviews about like, hey, how are you going to do the X-Men? We have zero plans, nothing. Stop talking about it. Yeah. And it becomes like, like this really could have been a perfect segue. It could still be. I'm not entirely convinced it's not, especially with Loki introducing what it's introducing, you know, and uh, the Doctor Strange movie. I don't know. I, I kind of ha- still have my like hopes out that like something and I'm convinced I'm like 99 convinced that Spider-Man movie is going to feature Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, even though nothing's been confirmed. <laughs> I'm yeah, that's convinced. It's, it's kind of difficult where it's like, oh, they did. It's like, so at least a Mandarin comment, it feels like, oh, no, I'm trying to cover my ass at this point. Like, can we put this to rest? Let me say something. This is what like my PR team told me to say. <laughs> it's It's difficult now that like. Where's the clarification before? Why did you go with it to begin with? Kind of. 
Yeah, maybe it's just to get more people and to see the movie because they think, oh, I'll expect this. I don't know. Yeah, that is. I guess that is kind of a bit of a recurring thing that does happen in Marvel movies. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, but I mean, overall, like if I was to take away the Taskmaster thing like that, I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. But that was one scene where it's like, please redeem this in like three, five years time. Don't make it 10. Yeah. Did you think the fight scenes with the Taskmaster were okay before you found out the reveal at least? So they went hard that first fight scene. Yeah. And then it didn't go as hard after that. That's true. It did. You didn't see as much of the Taskmaster, I guess, as like even the Red Guardian fight scene with the Taskmaster could have been a little better, I think, you know, like Red Guardian just kind of got his ass handed to him. And it's like, dude, you're supposed to be like as strong as Captain America. Like, come on, you should be putting up a better fight. Like, this, she's not a super soldier. She just like the chick who got a bomb in her face, you know? Fuck. Hey, you don't know. She could be a super soldier since they're handing that out like candy at this point. <laughs> I guess maybe, maybe the suit was like enhanced powers. Who knows? But, well, so uh, it's it's one of those things. So in the beginning, it was like they went hard. Oh my gosh, you're basically Captain America. You can do Black Widow fight scenes. Great. Oh my gosh. And then during the fight, I missed the Bucky scene, but apparently, like his knife switch was a Bucky scene. And then obviously the claws. If you missed that one, wow. But it's Black, Black Panther. Panther. And then the and, Hawkeye, the bow and arrow. Oh yeah, that one as well. So it's like, oh cool, super cool. Let's see what this fight scene is. And then the whole Red Guardian fight, it's like. I mean, I, you're supposed to be a powerful villain. I get it. But, like, I don't remember that fight. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, a lot of stuff was going on at the time, too. So it could be partially due to that. But, yeah, I thought... Yeah, I thought the the big explosions, that third act, like, the, I think the action overall was okay there. But I do agree that first fight scene set the tone a little more in the movie. And you're like, okay, shit's about to be really good. Like, that was definitely the best fight scene in the movie, for sure. Yeah, so like at this point, I didn't really watch it for fight. I, I watched it more for like, oh, this is fun. I'm having a fun time. But if I was going to say like this was a great action movie, uh, there was moments where they could have shined, they didn't. Yeah, I said yeah. That's why I said it's definitely not a perfect movie. I agree. I think it's it's a good fun movie. And I was kind of just looking for like a Marvel style Jason Bourne spy James Bond kind of thriller esque movie. And that's pretty much what I got for the most part. I feel like, you know, and like some good laughs along the way, some more context on Black Widow's character. So that's all I wanted. Like <laughs> my friend Will, who gave it a C, he was like, eh, it's not as good as Infinity War. I'm like, dude, Infinity War is not a movie you should be expecting like every like go with Marvel. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I feel like. Any team up movies you compare with team up movies for a, some a standalone you compare with other standalone. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, totally agree. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think we mostly agree. I give it a B. You give it what B probably or A. A B plus A minus kind of thing. Okay, so you give it even higher than I give. But uh, cool. So uh, last thing for the episode, we'll end it with this Loki. So just to preface, I'm not gonna spoil it because I've seen all six episodes, but Ja has seen five of six episodes because. He respects his lady, and the most sacred relationship bond is that you watch TV together and you don't cheat on watching an episode ahead. Isn't that right? Exactly. So I won't spoil that for her, or like I will watch it with her. But um, one word review of it is it's not bad. Well, <laughs> hyphenated, few not bad. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's okay. I think I give this more positively. I would say intriguing. I'm very intrigued. I really like the doors they're opening up with this. And Kevin Feige said this is like the most important 
kind of setting stone for phase four, which I like a lot because like you can already tell the direction they're going with it. And if he's saying like, expect more of this and other stuff, I'm like, all right, bring it on, <laughs> you know? So for me, I guess this is more on the spoiler side of things now. So I did really enjoy a lot of the different cameos of the different Lokis. That was super fun. I had a lot of fun with the Easter eggs. It felt like actual Easter eggs. Um, that said, it kind of makes it more of a, I kind of wish we explored the different Lokis and not so much the time cop thing. Ah, uh, the TVA. Yeah, the TVA. Like the, that, that, that motif. I, I was expecting that I'm going to different, I'm going to create different versions. I'm going to go different worlds. We're going to explore all that. That's what I was expecting. But then it became a whole like, oh yeah, no, Lokis are a common theme. We're supposed to basically this catalyst type of thing. And we're going to chase a female Loki, which at the same time, we're going to call her Sylvie, which is technically an entirely new character. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I think I have a reviewer. I saw a review, which I like 99% disagreed with. Like everything he said, I like did not agree with. Like he loved WandaVision and he uh, thought like Avengers Age of Ultron had like the best jokes. I'm like, okay, this reviewer has no credibility. But, oh my uh, gosh, but, please. Yeah, I don't. I actually tell me the name so I can make fun of him later. <laughs> yeah, I got to find it. I'll, I'll look it up for you. But uh, he, uh, the one thing he said I agreed with is like, it seems kind of early to give a twist on the TVA because it feels like we just were exposed to the TVA. So it's almost like, if they reveal the conspiracy about the TVA in season two, it might hold more weight because like, you don't feel it as much because we've just learned about the TVA, you know? So I feel like to me, it would have, it could have also worked if like they had the full first season exploring uh, the TVA and like what it does and thinking it's a legit thing, but kind of like the winter soldier did, you know, where the second movie, that's when you find out shield is corrupt, you know? Um, so yeah, that was the only thing yeah. I was thinking. So what I've noticed right now with the TV shows is that they're doing a lot of like, aspects from the comic books that you can't really say like oh can you tell me more about this i can i'll take the 30 seconds to explain it to you because that's literally all that there is um so they're taking a lot of like random stuff so which is why they're kind of exploring and building their own story with this so like Eliath, tva all that and sylvie even the very character of sylvie there's a story behind all that but all of it can be explained each one like within 30 seconds because there is not much to go off of and so it's like okay that's great that you're pulling in a lot of these old um characters and throwing it in here to build your own story i get it it was just not what i was expecting and whatever you're doing now it doesn't really intrigue me all that much hmm. i guess i'm intrigued you know it's funny because like whenever i watch loki like i'm stoked by what's going on but the thought in the back of my head more is just like this like everything that happens is just giving me more evidence that the multiverse is going to be a thing in Spider-Man and then Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield is going to be in it. So it's almost like I enjoy it on one level for the show itself, but then a bigger, deeper enjoyment is like any validation that the Spider-Man like crossover is going to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm, 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 so for me, it's like, I'm saying it's not bad for now, but we'll see what the last uh, episode will hold for me to say like, Oh, I hope it does change my overall opinion of the yeah. show um but for Am now i it's... able to give you a non-spoiler review of the last episode like just what i thought or would you prefer not to... basically everybody said oh my gosh this is groundbreaking this is earth shattering this is crazy i might not say groundbreaking it's it's big it's it's i i liked it a lot i'll say it's, it's i i think the first episode and this episode are my favorite of the six episodes 
I mean, it was interesting to kind of see the mystery behind it, but after I kind of realized the direction that they're taking, it was, uh, all right, I'll, I'll get through it because I'll get through it. That's for me so far with the Loki series. Yeah, I, I don't know. The time the timeline stuff doesn't interest you, like seeing different versions of characters and how timelines are going to like, you know, interact and whatnot. I mean, during the episode where it's like, oh, they ran into all the different Lokis, like present Loki, kid Loki, classic Loki. That was super cool. Yeah. That was about it. I just expect we're going to get more of that. So I think that's why I'm excited for it, because we'll see more of that with other characters, I'm assuming. I mean, I feel like they're kind of one of the reasons and i think this really helps for the fans is that it it opens the room for potential like bringing people back so like if scarlett johansson wants to come back do another movie she can if chris evans who's been pining to do another role actually may even get that opportunity and this is how it's going to be done um they'll throw in the deadpool this is how he's going to be introduced maybe yeah 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 i think yeah i don't know it just it does seem like the perfect time for that to happen because they've done like the first three phases over 10 years. They told a big arc with Captain America and Iron Man. So if there was a time to like have these expired Fox contracts like integrated, like introducing the timeline stuff, it seems like super seamless and it would make sense. And I hope that is the direction they're going. And like I said, I'm pretty like I feel 99% confident like all the X-Men and Spider like Spider-Man, Sony, Fox stuff is going to be integrated now. So. I think that's a large part why I've enjoyed Loki, just knowing the implications it's setting up for the future. And I just think beyond that, like Tom Hiddleston, I don't know, I just think he's killing it. Like he's, it's cool that he's getting like a show to himself without Thor. You know what I mean? Like a show for him to just focus on his character arc and development. And I think like the chemistry with him and Owen Wilson's really strong. Like fuck it, Owen Wilson, who would have expected that? And he, like in this, like in a Marvel show, and he's like, his character's so interesting and he nails the role so well, you know? So it's funny. So like, that's uh, actually answer your previous question about like, the, does the timeline stuff interest me? It kind of doesn't with Marvel because they've kind of done this huge convoluted explanation for time. And like when people have like sat down and like, hey, wait, that doesn't really make sense. So I can just go with it it's, at this point or I'm just going to go with it. But in the back of my mind, I know, uh, all right, we're, we're just, we have to go with it because you told us to go with it. That's it um and what you call? oh it's funny because i do think that tom hilson did do a wonderful job portraying loki through it all but there was one episode where it actually bothered me his acting and people said oh yeah no this is the most rawest form of loki i've ever seen like i think it was episode two hmm. interesting and that was the one i think i hated the most because it was showing i think you remember he was in those tents and he was like trying to trick owen wilson um like oh yeah just follow me exit out through those uh, that da- gate or that doorway and like that's the mystery and when i was watching that i'm like is he purposely acting pathetic or he it just sounded like loki was at his weakest and pining and just like it just seemed so pathetic and i'm not sure if that was like that was what he was going for but i feel like loki never like resorts to such a pathetic tone like he'll resort to pathetic tactics but not a pathetic tone yeah, you know, that's a good point, because I do remember that scene. At the time, I did think it was a little awkward. Like, it felt like, it felt like, kind of reminded me of somebody telling a joke, but they're not committing to the delivery at all. They're just saying it with, like, no affect, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how it felt, like, when he was saying it. And then when, I was also a little surprised when Owen Wilson, in that 
episode was like already kind of over Loki. You know what I mean? He was already like, yeah, I'm tired of you. You're lying. I'm just like, you only dealt with him for like one episode. You seem like this game's a little preemptive to already be like over him, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I do remember that scene. So I think that's valid. I think, but outside of that, I thought his acting in episode one was really great when he's like seeing his whole life being played in these clips and uh, Owen Wilson's kind of doing the good cop, bad cop routine. I guess just good cop, <laughs> uh, like interrogating him, like learning more about his life therapy kind of thing, you know? Oh yeah, no, it was good. I, I don't uh, disagree with that at all. It was, it felt episode one to episode two was very 180. And that was funny. Cause like, I did hear reviews of like, oh my gosh, that was such beautiful acting. Oh my gosh. I think it's this act- is like the one where it stood out the most as to me bad. Oh, interesting. I didn't hear anything about episode two being his best. I, maybe like, I thought the scene when he discovers Loki and like Loki is like jumping in other people's bodies. I thought he was acting pretty well there, but yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I will say with the time travel stuff too, are you expecting any cameos or anything like, do you have any expectations for the next episode? That's kind of where right now where I'm with Marvel is not to really expect anything because yeah. every time when I do expect something, it's not what I expected. So like Loki was kind of the last thing I expected something, but it's completely different. And this is where it's okay. You know what? Marvel do whatever. And then a lot of stuff is, Oh no, we're just going to explain everything with like one liners. And that's really how they patch things up. So when people are, cause there's, I, I linger lingering question of like, wait, if Natasha took down the red broom, then why didn't she ever go back to anybody that like her quote unquote, like Yelena, her sister. And then the, the line was like, Oh, I just assumed like you didn't want to see me anymore. Yeah. And then we just progressed right there. Yeah. Like I said, not a perfect movie, <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, I Marvel know. has a habit of doing that already. So it's like, okay, you know what? Well, they'll fix the timeline stuff. How they're going to just drop a one liner and say, yeah, no, it works. Makes sense. now." yeah, okay, I guess. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I get that. Yeah, I think it doesn't bug me as much because I expect Marvel movies, their primary thing is just be fun. And but there is a certain level of logic that you still want to be consistent, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I guess it just doesn't bug me. Usually I'm like a kid in a candy store, just distracted by the shiny (laughs) new character, like new action scene. So I think that usually uh, distracts me from it. But um, yeah, I think uh, I'll be very curious to hear what your episode six takes are. I think I liked it a lot. And uh, I don't think this is a spoiler because you probably already knew this was coming. But like Kevin Feige said, I'm excited for knowing that this is like the stepping stone for what's going to feature in like phase four for the most part. You know, good question, actually. So like as much as like I follow comics in general, where do you get the Kevin Feige quotes? Because like it seems like people do see the Kevin Feige quotes. I never see any Kevin Feige quotes. <laughs> I see literally everyone else. Uh, it's a combination. <laughs> combination of google, you know google news just like tailored articles to like what you look up wow okay yeah google news and then like he does he's been doing i think there's like a new marvel video that came out where he's talking about all the phase four stuff like eternals uh black panther 2 and uh shang chi and all that stuff so you could probably find that on youtube but uh also one other thing i was gonna say is uh you know how in the eternals trailer uh people are questioning like there's that line where they're like, we were always in hiding and we never came out until this happened, you know? Uh, and then a lot of people were wondering like, Jesus, like you didn't come out of hiding for like Thanos. Like how bad is the thing you're coming out of hiding for now? Like some people are wondering if it's the timeline stuff, you know what I mean? Like that's the thing that got him out of hiding and that's going to be in the second trailer or something, you know? 
that, that brings up a question of like, okay, well, like we had the snap, you have like literally the freaking war with Thanos. Like, if you didn't show up before, what makes you show up now? So that kind of brings up the question of like, what is the new uh, big baddie this time around? Yeah. Have you heard the theories of who it's going to be? Uh, Celestials? Well, oh, well, for Eternals, yeah, I guess. But uh, in terms of like, well, this isn't spo- this isn't too much spoiler because it's already confirmed. But you know, Kang is going to be an Ant Man three. I knew Kang was like being set up, and he was already casted, but I didn't know it was an Ant Man three. Yeah, that's what's weird because like Ant Man's the comedic one, but Kang like seems like such a serious character. I'm like, how's that going to work? <laughs> you know. It's the weird thing is that I don't know too much about Kang, but Kang is a huge heavy hitter in like a lot of like arcs in Avengers. Yeah. And then Mephisto was kind of the one teased for like WandaVision, you know what I mean? So now I'm curious. It's like, it kind of feels like they're throwing out Kang and Mephisto. It's like, which gonna is there going to be like a Thanos for this phase? You know what I mean? Like the next 10 years of movies. I, I don't know. Cause I feel like Thanos is such a big baddie already. And Ultron was another big baddie, but they relegated to him as like a B tier villain this time around. Yeah. That it's, I don't know who they would pick actually. And yeah. one of the major arcs actually right now is in comic book world is Mephisto. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually a really good arc. I really do enjoy it. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I know about Kang. Kang is like a time traveling like villain, but at the same time, he's kind of not a villain in some certain instances, depending who's writing it. Yeah, his story is weird because I've looked it up because I'm like trying to imagine how they're going to adapt it. And it seems so weird because he's from the 31st century and he might be a descendant of uh, the Fantastic Four Reed Richards. And he might be a descendant of Dr. Doom. It's not entirely clear, apparently. And there's like a million. Yeah, like you said, a million different versions of him because he travels in time. So there's like good versions of him and bad versions of him. And he like was a pharaoh in like he's a, like a king pharaoh who eventually like apparently like chose apocalypse like to be his heir in the pharaoh days or whatever the yeah, that makes sense actually yeah and then there's also a version of him in the future that the 31st century was like an overlord that takes over the stuff and then there's like a young version of him that wears the iron man suit i'm just like man this is <laughs> yeah i i think the last one i read was like he was a descendant of tony stark oh wow yeah yeah so that's where it's like i did try to follow his history and it was like so i'm like oh, i don't even remember why because it's so convoluted um and like one of the most recent arcs i saw was like he was helping everybody he was a good guy yeah i'm just like wondering what's this guy's like aim what does he want like he's just traveling in time and like ruling stuff i'm like what's your purpose like how's this gonna translate you know yeah and then like kang has like this major connection with Elioth or something like that and i'm like uh all right cool we're in the face i was on the uh tva was kang that's what everyone like i think without a shadow of doubt is like no that is kang's face it's just all right how we want to introduce him now so yeah yeah be interesting the guy that's supposed to play him actually uh did you watch lovecraft country ever i've never no yeah i think you'd like that but you know i've recommended a few shows so i don't feel like you gotta watch it but uh yeah he was uh the main star in lovecraft country a very different character i think but uh mm-hmm. yeah so it's gonna be interesting seeing him as Kang because he was such like a good innocent guy in lovecraft country you no know, Kang, if he's supposed to be this big villain it's hard to imagine but yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. I'll definitely keep you posted. And I guess already in some of what I thought about the finale of Loki. But yeah, this is pretty much our thoughts, our opinions on some TV shows that we don't like and the latest Marvel reviews. Yeah, it was a long episode. It's been a while, I guess. We got to catch up on everything. <laughs> yep, catch up on content. But yeah, so that pretty much includes the underpaid and underqualified show. Uh, 
Hope to see you around in a couple of weeks and take care, everybody. Bye-bye.